It's time for Alabama Money with Cynthia White and Portia Johnson. We'll have financial tips from financial experts from across the state and extension specialists at Auburn University. Hello, and welcome to Alabama Money, where we talk finance, facts, fun, and fast. I am your host, Cynthia White, and today I am joined with two of our energy experts from Alabama Power, Kelly Skelton, who serves as a senior customer services and sales specialist, and Mike Jordan, division area manager for Southern Division. Today, we're going to focus on programs and tips to improve energy efficiency. As we know, energy costs can add up quickly, especially during those seasons with extreme weather and temperatures. I've recently been learning about ways to try to conserve energy, some small changes that I didn't realize could make such a big impact. I know if there's anyone that knows how to manage those energy bills, I bet it's the team at Alabama Power. You all have a lot of resources that many people don't even realize are available. I'd like for you to share a few of those with our listeners today and see if you can assist them in managing their energy costs. Well, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you for having us here today. And you're right. You know, as an energy provider, we want to ensure we provide reliable and safe electricity to all of our customers. But also, we just want to equip folks with the knowledge and the tools they need to manage their energy and manage their power bills. So let's start with the basics. How can I see exactly what my energy usage is? Where would that be? So your monthly bill is a a really good place to start. That's going to provide insight as to how much power, how much energy the customer is using from month to month. Unless the customer has set up themselves on budget billing, that bill amount is going to rise or fall specifically dictated by how much energy they use uh, during that month. That varies from month to month. So colder months, energy usage is going to increase. Summer months, it's going to increase. My bill tends to fall in uh, March and April. And again, back in uh, maybe October and November when my energy usage is less. So, and ultimately, if you see anything abnormal with that bill, maybe the amount looks extraordinarily high for absolutely no reason or extraordinarily low for absolutely no reason, we encourage customers to reach out to our customer service office. Speaking of savings, temperatures are, are starting to rise already, and, and we see that already um, in Alabama summer months especially. So how does that weather impact directly our energy bill? So weather absolutely has the biggest impact on uh, your energy bill. Uh, temperatures rise, humidity uh, levels rise. So your system, your heating and your cooling system has to work harder in order to keep um, one's home comfortable. But even beyond that, I would say that a lot of the tips that we're going to talk about today are very lifestyle. A lot of those tips are lifestyle specific. So it just requires a little bit of observation. Uh, Perhaps there are windows that are left open, doors that are cracked. Uh, Perhaps someone is um, leaving the refrigerator door open, lights are left on. Those Those aren't going to cost the customer a cent in order to fix. But when they make those small lifestyle changes, that creates an enormous saving on their bill. And I'll use one very quick example of just observation. So we had a customer that came into our office um, back in the summer of last year, and they were having a really tough time keeping their a, a specific room cool during the summertime. And their, their system was having to work harder and harder in order to, to cool that room. Well, what they realized, once they did an... They just looked around... 
what they realized is when they had put their Christmas decorations up after Christmas, they had actually pushed the decorations and the ductwork had come loose from the trunk of that heating and cooling unit. So the attic was a very comfortable temperature. The room, however, was not. Uh, so they were cooling a space that never was intended to be cooled. So they fixed it, immediate impact. Uh, and it took only reconnecting the ductwork to the trunk. So I only say that because there are small things that we can do that do make a big difference and don't cost any money. Now, when you mentioned that, the first thing that I thought about was closing vents um, in certain rooms. Does Is that a benefit to that? If you actually... If it's a room that's not being used on a regular basis and you close the vents to that particular room, does that help? Uh, the answer is no, because that unit is trying to cool or condition the air in the entire house. So even if a room is closed off, still that unconditioned air is leaking into the conditioned air space. So closing a vent is going to have very little effect on that. What about the thermostat? I know I've heard various recommendations about having like a programmable thermostat or not changing your thermostat. I know for me, um, I typically will turn mine down at night and then turn it back up. Is that a problem? So I get in trouble uh, with this answer every time. But my answer is we recommend setting the thermostat at 78 degrees. I get in trouble because for some people, 75 is a more comfortable temperature. For some people, even lower is a more comfortable temperature. But uh, when you think about it, um, if you set that thermometer, that thermostat at 78 degrees, that's going to account for about a 3 to 5% savings on the energy bill. If a customer says, well, I just can't live at 78, I need it really 75, the recommendation is that that be the consistent temperature rather than trying to raise and lower, which makes that unit work even harder throughout the day to condition the air. That's very good information to know because, I'm, like I said, I'm definitely one that unfortunately, turns mine up and down. So knowing that, that you want to keep it, what if your home just simply is not cooling at, say, 75 and 78? Does that mean there's something that you need to check, like the insulation or something? Well, Cynthia, that's a good point. You know, a recommendation we make to our customers is just be sure and have those HVA systems serviced annually. And if it's not cooling, I mean, I would say if it's a, a you're just not at the comfort level where you want to be, and maybe you have been recently and you see a change, certainly call uh, an HVAC dealer and have them check it out. But things you should be doing on a regular basis um, that, again, like Mike said earlier, they're simple. You just have to be observant and remember to do these simple steps is change your air filters monthly. Um, And we spoke about you don't want to be raising your thermostat up, you know, 8, 10 degrees and then bumping it back down, that degrades the system over time. It just makes it work harder and it makes it less efficient. Now, Kelly, I know when we talk about setting that thermostat, um, I've often heard that in doing that, we can use ceiling fans. Is that a good or not so good? Is it still the same amount of energy? That's a great tip, Cynthia. I'm glad you brought brought it up. I forget that tip sometimes. I leave my ceiling fans on all the time, um, except when I leave home. And that's a good idea. In the summer, if you'll actually set your ceiling fan to turn counterclockwise, um, you'll feel more of a cool breeze on the occupants in the room. A lot of people don't realize you can change the motor setting on those ceiling fans. So in the summer, you want to be counterclockwise. And you can feel, I've heard 
heard up to three to four degrees cooler if you have a fa- ceiling fan in the room blowing on the occupants. I mean, who hasn't sat in front of a fan in the summer and felt so much better? But um, And then in the winter, the same's true. You just change that setting to clockwise, and it creates a little bit of an updraft. And we all know warm air rises, so that's the concept there. And really, as far as what you feel, you can feel a three to four degrees difference just by using those fans. Kelly, I'm glad you mentioned that because I know we've mainly talked about um, cooling the home. So I'm glad you mentioned, you know, a little tip to help with heating the home as well. So counterclockwise during the summer months and clockwise during the winter months. That's right. You've got it. Okay, so we talked about the thermostat a little bit earlier, kind of setting the thermostat and keeping it on, on a set temperature. But we also mentioned the programmable or smart thermostat. So is the thermostat actually connected to the actual AC unit? Well, yes, sure. It's connected to your AC unit, and um, that's how you're going to control the temperature with that AC unit. Uh, Programmable thermostats are great. I would say smart thermostats are even better. A smart thermostat actually learns how how you use um, energy in your home, your preferred settings, whether you, when you're home and when you're away. And another benefit of a smart a Wi-Fi enabled thermostat um, is that um, you can control them from a mobile device. So anywhere. I don't know about you, but I've been on my way to work before and realized, hey, you know, the air conditioner's on wide open because I was hot this morning. So you can control those from anywhere on a mobile device. What else do I need to know to make the heating and and cooling system in my house work well based on that AC unit and the thermostat? Okay, well, let me back up just a minute, Cynthia. I think it's important for us to remind our listeners that um, heating and air conditioning, HVAC systems in the home, they are by far the largest energy user in a typical residential home, accounting for over 50% of the energy usage. So with that in mind, think about the purchase decision when you're buying a new air conditioning system or heating and cooling system, or even if you're upgrading an old one, you want to pay attention to efficiency ratings. And SEER rating, S-E-E-R, Seasonal Energy Efficiency Rating, is a rating of the efficiency of a unit. So the higher the rating, the more efficient the unit. So you want to make sure you make a smart purchase to start with, and then you want to make sure you're maintaining your attic and crawl space vents. Uh, You want to promote ventilation to decrease humidity during the summer months. Uh, Of course, you want to keep those air filters changed um, at least monthly depending on the type of filters you buy. A dirty air filter cuts airflow, you know, and it reduces the efficiency of your unit. Uh, there's some other tips that maybe, you know, we're talking about inside the house, but think about outside the house as well. Um, you want to keep the de- debris cleaned away from your outside unit. Uh, that's something I think as homeowners we forget sometimes. Those grass clippings and leaves can really get in that outside that unit and, um, are not good for the overall performance of the unit. Now, this might not necessarily be a tip, but just based on the information, which is wonderful information that you just provided on purchasing a new system, um, new AC unit or heat pump, if I had a question, I was about to make a purchase, but I wasn't quite sure, can I contact someone at Alabama Power to kind of help me determine what I should actually actually look for. Of course you can. And Cynthia, we actually can go a step beyond that at Alabama Power. We offer financing for customers who are purchasing um, appliances, heating and cooling systems, generators, 
even just energy efficient upgrades and, and roofing for their homes. And we have a dedicated number for that. Or you can go on uh, the website at getsmartfinancing.com. You can find an HVAC dealer in your area and you can finance uh, HVAC systems, appliances, home improvements, even generators and roofing. That is definitely good to know. Now, Mike, Earlier, you talked about leaving windows open and that type of thing. And I know as a child, that was something we always heard. You know, if you're in and out the house, you either stay in or out, keep the door closed, you're letting the air out. Is there any truth to this? The answer is absolutely truth. Because anytime that a window is left open, anytime that a door is left open, it's allowing that conditioned air to escape and it's allowing that unconditioned air to enter enter the house. So, and that's a winter or summer truth. So during the winter time, we're trying to keep the house warm. Allowing the cold air to enter just makes that system work harder during the summer. Allowing that humid um, summertime air to come in just makes that system stay on longer, work harder. Uh, it's also true that uh, during the summertime, you know, Things like closing drapes and keeping blinds closed on the sunny side of the house will have a cooling effect because it's not allowing that radiating heat uh, to come in. Uh, during the wintertime, we reverse that and say, yeah, open those blinds. Allow that natural sunlight to enter the room to create some natural warming. A little bit earlier, Kelly mentioned having the correct appliances in the home and how that can affect as far as heating and cooling. What is the importance of having the appropriate appliances across the board? When a customer is looking to um, to upgrade their appliance, it's worth considering those upgrades that are going to be more energy efficient. And for the most part, any new appliance that someone buys now is going to be more energy efficient than the appliance they would have bought 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, but those new appliances they do save a lot of money. So, for instance, uh, a, a heat pump is a great example. Uh, Kelly mentioned that the air, con the heating and air conditioning unit is is the largest proportion of someone's power bill. The hot water is is second. Yes, so that's an opportunity to save additional money in replacing a hot water heater with one that is more energy efficient. And so, a family four can have all the hot water. They need with a with an electric water heater, and that's going to save about $30 a month. How would a customer know if the appliance that they're purchasing is a more energy-efficient appliance? Well, really, Cynthia, the easiest thing to do is look for an appliance that's Energy Star rated, and you can be sure you're getting something that's highly efficient and will result in additional savings. How would I know if it's Energy Star rated? Is it marked on the appliance, or does the retailer... Notify. You know, it is marked on the appliance with a special label. Perfect. That is awesome to know. Now, Kelly and Mike, let's speed things up just a tad bit with a lightning round. I'm going to name a room in the home, and let's see if you can give us a few tips on how we can lower energy costs in that particular room. Works for me, Mike. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's start with the laundry room. So don't use too much soap. It's going to make your washing machine work harder, and it's going to create the potential that you're going to have to wash again in order to get all the soap out. Uh, we also recommend uh, opting for cold water uh, rather than, than hot water. That's always one that gets me. So you're saying my clothing is going to be just as clean in the cold water as if I wash it in hot water? Yes. Okay. Let's go with the kitchen. 
Well, be sure to use that kitchen exhaust fan when you've heated up the kitchen cooking, but don't leave it running too long. If you leave it running more than 15 minutes, you start to remove the conditioned air, the cool air from the home. And also, don't overload your refrigerator or freezer. You want to leave enough space for air to flow so that refrigerator works efficiently. And my personal favorite, don't forget to clean the coils under your refrigerator. That's something I'm joking. I haven't done that in a while. I did it recently. So there's a brush you can buy, just a long extension that's easy to use and keep those coils clean. That'll keep your refrigerator running efficiently. That's good. So that exhaust fan doesn't just get rid of the smell, but it actually pulls out some of the heat? It can, but you don't want to leave it running too long. Okay, that's awesome. Water heater. Something about a water heater that very few customers realize is that the need to insulate the water heater. Uh, the more uh, that your water he- electric water heater is insulated, the less heat you're going to lose from that unit the more efficient it's going to be. What about the attic? Well, you really need to be checking the level of insulation you have in your attic. You want to make sure you have up to from 10 to 12 inches of insulation in your attic. Uh, And if you have a crawl space or a basement, um, you can use a type of insulation wrap or blanket in that area. What about lighting? What are some tips with lighting? Uh, So replace incandescent light bulbs with the LED bulbs. They're going to be, especially when you think about that recess lighting, kitchen fixtures, lights that are going to be operated for maybe two or more hours a day. Think about replacing those immediately, and that will generate some immediate savings. This has been really helpful, really useful, wonderful tips that you've given us today. What are some last minute, or is there just a last minute thing that you'd like to give us um, on getting additional information if needed? I would say check out alabamapower.com slash save and take advantage of all those energy tips we make available to you on our site. And then just take the simple steps to implement some of them. Well, I thank both of you so much for joining us today. I'm Cynthia White, and this is Alabama Money, where we talk finance facts, fun and fast. This has been a production of Alabama Extension at Auburn University. 